0: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. So today we're going to have another fascinating show for you guys. Robert Van Dries Mitchell is going to be joining me again. And as an Illuminati defector, there is no end to the fascinating Things He has to say, and let me tell you, uh, prepare the pillow for your jaw. I am going to say a few things before getting to him. One, I want to address a small issue we've been having on our end, and this has been affecting some of you that have been sowing into us financially. We, we've had a small glitch on our website recently where the website's spitting out messages saying, you know, thank you for your donation of zero dollars, when in fact, people have given... Actual amount of dollars and that is a glitch because the weird thing is that on our end it's going through fine but on that receipt whatever that auto-generated message is there's not a translation of that being reflected so uh, first of all I just want to say thank you again to all of those of you that continue to support us financially we just are so grateful for you um, but to there's not it's, a, it's really a non-issue for those of you that may have been confused by that recently and um, I just want to you know apologize for any inconvenience that may have caused you or uh, question marks but uh, we're getting that resolved on our end. it's a technical thing. look uh, we, we are always being harassed by the enemy one way or another this, this isn't exactly easy. To do So, I just want to encourage you guys, just hang with us, and as problems come up, you know, things don't quite go 100% perfect. We're just fixing it as we go along, and I um, wanted to say that. Now, for those of you that have pre-ordered Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, good news is, they're shipping the books right now. I mean, the books are in the mail as I speak this intro. Now, if you've heard this, and it's, you know, later on in the... Week or weekend or whatever. We probably already have the books by that time. And we are going to uh, pack them up and ship them out as soon as we get them. We already have a little thing set up to do our operation. And so, I mean, we want to get those books to you as soon as we have our hands on them, folks. The wait is over and we're going to be moving our website over so that those of you that are now ordering the book will just have an automatic, you know, it's, it's order and you're going to have it shipped to you within a couple of days of that order. With that said, I um, am excited that things are growing and, and fleshing out and more help is available to make more things offered. Now uh, there is a prayer class coming up called prayers to shake heaven and earth course (laughs) and that's at bride ministries.com you can sign up right now Uh, eight weeks of training on how to pray and how to pray effectively i encourage you guys to sign up for this class and take it especially if you are looking to elevate your prayer life to be more powerful to have better days better nights better you know everything because a lot of christians you know our problem is that we weren't taught how to pray you know people just said well go pray and it's like okay um how do i do that (laughs) well you can learn and that's uh, $59.95 right now, BrideMovement.com. You can just go to our shop page. I also want to let you guys know, if you haven't joined us at the Fireplace Church, there's no better time. We have been having such a good time at the Fireplace Church. It's growing. um, And there are more people joining us every week. And I'm really excited to see that. We are still on the WebEx platform. Uh, We've been talking about such cool things. Recently, we've been on a series on mountains. Um, the next series after we get done with mountains, whenever that will be, will probably be called heaven nailed to earth. And I'm just so excited about all the different revelations that God is dumping out. And so I use that platform to dispense a lot of that teaching, uh, that I don't get to on the podcast. So really excited to make that available. Folks, I I think I'm done. We're going to get to the program. I'm not going to take any more time up here. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to discovering the truth with Dan Okay, folks, so we're back on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall for The Depths of the Illuminati Part 8. This has been an extended series of uh, episodes that I've done with Robert Vandreist Mitchell, who has defected from the Illuminati after 49 years of active use and programming. His programming is some of the most complex and highest level I've personally encountered, and I have been working with him for years And those of you that support this ministry have supported our ongoing work to break the power of darkness and establish the victory of Jesus Christ in his life. And he has the most radical uh, testimony and and, and some of the things that he has shared has been mind-blowing for many of you. And today, we are going to continue that exact thing. Robert... Thank you so much for joining me again on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall.
1: You're welcome, Daniel, and a, a good afternoon. And yes, it has been in upcoming March now four years that we have been doing the counseling. It has been quite a journey, to be honest, uh, and there's still a lot to come. So yeah, you could say, I'm not sure if probably there are maybe even others like me who are just as radical, but... I don't believe that I'm the only one being used that long and that are, that are extensively, but nonetheless, yeah, my journey has been quite long uh, in, in how they have, have used me and, and the things that I have seen from uh, my first years up till up till the present. And even times they're still using us, as you know. Uh, so, I, and things with this is on, on the list. That you gave me with certain subjects that are they still using us, I got a feeling that may could be connected with etheric implants or something, or even maybe implants in altars. I don't know. But that could be maybe one of the reasons that they still can access us uh, in, in, in certain ways because we have been walking now with God for four years. And you would expect when you walk with God, then the enemy cannot access you any longer. That is always what I always thought, and but they still seem to access us at times.
0: Well, and that is true. You bring up a great point, and we're kind of coming right out the gate on a, a point that I think is relevant to a lot of survivors. There is a thought that if a person just repents and just comes to Jesus wholeheartedly, that God will then shut down all of the evil attacking their lives, and they'll be fine. It's it's this philosophy that if you just get saved, everything gets taken care of by God because he's supremely strong and mighty. And not that God isn't supremely strong and mighty, but when it is when it comes to the journey that a survivor of satanic ritual abuse mind control agendas extending to the higher cults inclusive of the illuminati it's not that simple folks and it's also not something that one should condemn themselves by or be condemned against the survivors that i work with are continually attacked and harassed long after they lay their lives down at the cross of Jesus Christ. And I think that for our religious friends out there, this is one of the things that we just need to accept. There is a journey to freedom and wholeness that doesn't happen overnight, and it requires a lot of work, tough work, work that confronts technologies that confronts things going on in other realms, that confronts uh, polluted timelines, that confronts um, all, all, all kinds of programming, mindsets that engage the will of broken pieces of humanity, that maintains access to that person for the powers of darkness. And so... I'll tell you, uh, journeying this with Robert has been uh, just an example of how that works, but it is not exclusive to him. I'll tell you, uh, this is something that the church needs to wake up to and begin to recognize that, look, just because a person has come to Jesus, it doesn't mean that they're going to stop getting attacked, nor is it their lack of faith that's the cause of that. The people need to be empowered with resources, equipping and techniques to absolutely engage the and, and receive the, the deliverance and the healing that they need from many levels so I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up Robert because that's, that's really important for people to understand
1: yeah I, I thought I'd bring it up because people think when you come into Christ <clears throat> then, then things will stop uh, with being taken and, and, and other things. And in, my, and in my in my case, up till the present, I had still that parts of me or myself has been taken to rituals, for instance. One of the rituals that I talked with you was about a major ritual that took place in December 25th in 2015. So that is less than two years ago. It's about two years and two months ago. And that was a major ritual for the Illuminati, at least for the Rothschild side of the Illuminati, because we may discuss in your programs that we also got the Romanov side, who are opposing and fighting against the the ones that is controlled by the the Rothschilds. But people have to remember, uh, when you are so fractured as I am, that means that you've got a lot of altars who has not come to Christ, and they got a hold over those altars, and those altars are, got also agreements with the dark side. So yeah, so long. Even if you got only one, let's say hidden altar, pe- uh, listeners, that means that they still can access you, even if the core and the majority has come to Christ. It only needs one altar that still got agreements with the dark side with Lucifer slash Satan, yeah, then then survivors can still be taken. And, and it can be a very lengthy process. Uh, you don't heal overnight. As Daniel already said, uh, in my case, that I came out of the Illuminati it was in 2013, or my programming started to break down slowly. And in my case, that meant that I was used and Fully programmed uh, for at least forty-nine years, and we are now four years down the line. Of uh, in the summer, it's going to be then four years, but uh, still, they still accessing accessing me. But means that I'm still tied, or parts of me are still tied to the darkness and to Lucifer, and that means so long ever so long there is even one part still in agreement then they then they can take me. And also that means for other survivors.
0: Now, just to give people an idea of how complex this is, Robert, when we got started working, there was a an inner world that that contained a school that was being overseen by james, who who was essentially a type of guardian angel. that that And that was the situation that I met Robert in. Um, as one of his altars when he first came to me. And uh, James' school had about 30 altars inside of it, on the inside. And there weren't many safe areas inside of his inner space or inner world. I I would call this regions of the subconscious. And we did have that school. Since beginning to work, Robert, can you explain to people how the safe areas of the inner world have expanded and the kind of populations That now exist within the safe areas that are surrendered to Jesus
1: Yes, and to come to the school that you already talked about that got currently over 49,000 plus students if that is the right term for it uh, or alters that going there, so that, has, uh, that also shows, how, uh, connected with how we have been growing in, in population by setting altars-free, because in our case, they also created a zillion of internal programming centers on the inside, and those centers still operate in a real-time setting. So even that the physical programming maybe was stopped, they still did it on the inside, in what you may call the subconscious world or the subconscious level. But from an altist point of view, the world on the inside is just as real as we see in the outside world. And so so the, the, the subconscious can be just as big as, let's say, like a universe, if that makes sense.
0: So the school has 49,000, what yes. about the surrounding areas?
1: Uh, no, yeah, in the four years that we have been now busy, uh, the count is now on the altars and parts that has been set free. I think we come now near the two two million. And uh, so also the living spaces has been growing. Now, yeah, You know, about one of them is Brittany, you call her smarty pants. And don't tell her in her face because <laughs> I don't think she's gonna like that. But she oversees now the, the creating as an architect uh, about the inner planning for cities and villages and whatever she creates. And we have now whole metropoles con- that are, you could, could say, quite sizable to an everyday uh, city or town in, in the US. Uh, in size. And especially when we take it, when we started out by by now, it has grown exponentially, and it's still going to grow into the future, even more, because I think we are only just starting uh, on our journey with uh, what we have done so far. Uh, we also she created hospitals, as I said, the in, internal world is in a way a mirror of the outside world. And discount not only for us but this count i could almost say for almost all sra did survivors probably you you know it better because mm-hmm. you work with them and they also got their own inner worlds uh, with uh, with their own thing uh, with their own setups uh, we got a water park you, at one point you started to set up a water park and we, another woman came into our life started to do something with us but that went haywire because the persons he tried to fight off this principality destroyed the first uh, water park, if you recall, and after that yeah, with the power of Jesus Christ and his angels, we have been setting up an, a new water park with a complete new setting of uh, security and also with a veil that cannot be penetrated by the dark side and over the villages now. We also have created a uh, security fail, if you like, uh, so that they are safe. Not to mention, over the counseling years, you also added about 9,000 active angels on the inside that have been operating, some working in the schools, some working in, in the security. Because if you recall, we still got coffins of darker altars on the inside, and we had on a few occasions that the darker altars had been uh, kidnapping and sacrificing little altars that were just liberated in one of the raids that we do on a, on a weekly basis. As I already pointed out, they created a zillion of internal programming centers who are running on, on real time in to, to our world. And this is that is what what they did did with us. We got programmers that also looked like an exact copy of our programmers. Uh, we now uh, we had programmers that looked like uh, Baron the De Rothschild for one, and Filipina, the Rothschild. Uh, we had programming. We had uh, programmers and persons that that we run into like. I think we had a hillary clinton that we run into if you remember with the cloning centers we run into a george Soros, uh, among uh, among others uh, now we had they had cloning centers created cloning centers on the inside if you recall and we had obliterated was it last year that we obliterated those centers <laughs> I think before the election period.
0: Well, the Hillary Clinton cloning centers were definitely obliterated during the campaign trail. And I personally believe that that had direct implications on her campaign and the way she was able to power herself up with illegitimate and satanic strategies.
1: Yeah, because we out of our recount what was down in in the Heffelis because all the details were brought there. Uh, Their estimate was, and it was a conservative, was that there were over 90,000 plus uh, cloning parts. And it was only apparently operational for four weeks when they took it out. So you can imagine if it would have been running much longer. And I don't think I'm the only one. I wonder how many others like myself are out there who had maybe cloning centers of, let's say, like Hillary Clinton or any other major Illuminati a kingpin or member of the Illuminati that they created those cloning centers in those survivors. So and I, and I even wonder if they are not only creating maybe in survivors, but even among the normal population who are not per se SRA, DRD survivors, but who are maybe so-called alien abductees, and that they use a cover alien. Uh, alien masking as an alien abduction, but in reality it's a, a MyLab abduction, well, military l- abduction. Let me just
0: there. jump in here for a minute, Robert. I mean, what, cause what you're saying is, well, here here it is, right? We were dealing with the cloning centers and yeah. uh, folks, let me just back up a little bit and help some of you that are listening with your jaws already on the floor, you know who you are, uh, to understand a a little bit of a foundation on why this makes sense. So, beginning with this 101 basic understanding of dissociation, when a person dissociates, those fragments of soul that are broken, when they're, you know, soul fragments especially, they will live in the subconscious. Okay, so that's where we begin step one. Uh, many of the parts of a person are. are Understood to live in the subconscious. Now, step two is when we begin to do a biblical study on the word heart, which is leb in Hebrew and cardia in Greek. What we realize is that the heart in the Bible serves the same function as the subconscious in pop culture definition. And so what we realize is that when we begin to look at where a person's broken parts are living or abiding or existing, well, they're largely existing in the realm of the heart. Now, step three, the heart is a realm. And this becomes very, very clear when we look at the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, which says that a sower went out to sow. And he sowed on four types of ground, wayside ground, stony ground, thorny ground, and good ground. And this is what Jesus says in verse 18 of Matthew 13. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. What Jesus begins to explain there is that the field where all of these seeds are being sown is the heart and the heart exists in different states the heart can be a wayside ground heart or stony ground heart or thorny ground heart or good ground and what many people haven't understood is that a heart can shift as it's tilled in other words a person may have a season in life where they are wayside ground and then something happens and this the heart state of that person shifts And suddenly they're able to receive things from God or they're able to receive the kingdom of God when as before that event they weren't. And so what we see is that the heart is a realm because just like a field is a realm, you can walk around a field, you can throw seed here, you can throw seed there. That's the heart, which is the subconscious. It's a realm. Now, when we begin to think about a field, let's say I buy a field, you know, here in Dallas where I live. Well if it's zoned for business, I could put a building on top of that field. I can also build a house. I can set a plot and farm on that plot of field, but somewhere else in the field I can dig a well. So you can put all kinds of things in a field that you purchase. With the territory of the heart, because it is a realm, it exists the same way. A building can be constructed. But when you construct a building in the heart, that exists as a component of what we are going to call an inner world. It is part of the person's belief system, which means it exists just as real as a building in the 3D world to that person and to the parts of them that are fully engaged with what is inside. And this helps us to walk into the revelation of inner worlds, which exist within the subconscious and... Are essentially overlapped upon the spirit because the heart links body soul and spirit through it now when we begin to get into the kinds of fancy things they do within that territory once the programming begins we do run into some of these higher level issues like the installation of cloning centers which are exactly that. They are taking fragments of some kind of leader or powerful person that the powers of darkness want to promote, and they uh, take an essence of them, a piece of their soul fragment, and put it inside of somebody else. And then they install a, a center on that territory, they build it, and... They begin to clone the soul fragment just like you would clone a sheep. And they can clone a sheep. You can clone all kinds of things. You can clone cells. You can clone lab mice. You can clone people. They have physical clones of people running around right now. Just ask some of your Hollywood spokespersons that are speaking out about some stuff right now and Robert and he'll tell you yeah they have clones they they have human clones they've had them for a long time they have a whole variety of clones but what people need to understand is that there are more than just physical clones there are soul clones as well and what happened with the agenda to create the Hillary Clinton cloning center in Robert was that when they were cloning her soul essence, which is non-material, it's ethereal, they were able to project that out from Robert's system as a platform to people around the world. And when those clones of Hillary Clinton were in other people, she had this residual uh, backdoor access to them as a power source to suck power from people around the world to power herself up to be a leader. And when we went after the cloning center, got the records, like he said, brought them to heaven, and then the angels went after the whole agenda, that whole thing to get power from people around the world and farm them like battery packs fell apart as a judgment was rendered. And in the natural, she lost power um so anyway i just wanted to qualify some of the things you were saying robert so that people are able to keep up with what you're saying because man oh man uh you're just flying
1: (laughs) okay uh yeah i know when i start i can stop but that's a flaw now i'm not sure if there's a flaw but i know what you mean and yes at least now people know what, what what i'm talking about so you did explain it well Connected with clones, or... Uh, we have now also what they call this IE, uh, Artificial Intelligence SOFI, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Uh, I, re- I remember from the 1970s at the Montauk base, uh, in one of the sub-programs uh, in Montauk, they already started with artificial intelligence. And at that time, I already saw that they had models, starting with models... <coughs> Uh, that looks very much like like us as humans. I remember I saw a movie in the seventies. I think it was called Westworld or something. Until my surprise, the robotics that they had in that movie. I don't know if you know that movie, Westworld, or have heard heard of it. With Jules Brenner, he was a tall uh, guy and bold. He played as a kung fu master in another series. But he played in that movie, and, and those androids... Uh, no, yeah, but yeah. I said, what you saw in the movie, I, and what you now see in, in this IE called Sophie... I already saw this uh, the startup of this already in the 1970s. So that is how far this already goes back. Wow. And connected with Sophie, I think we only see a very small part of it, because I, I believe they are much further down the line than what they now show us with Sophie. Uh, so, but that, that besides all, all of this, but connected, yeah, what's that, with the cloning and things like that. And you also hear a lot, of, a lot of stories with alien abductions. And what people also don't realize is that I think the number of people with DID is even much higher than the people that come out of the programming. Because... Remember, when people undergo alien abduction, especially of the negative kind, that also will split personalities, especially when it happens from a very young age. So I think even the number of people with DID outside of the realm of abuse at home, as in some families, the physical abuse, sexual abuse, and I don't mean the MK Ultra, but now the unfortunate, the abuse that happens in a lot of families... The people that ending up with DID then we also got of course people like myself in, in the deep programming coming from the deep bloodline families the, and all the other people with SRA DID who were put into the programming so I think the number even with DID outside of the, the realm that we're speaking is even much higher in, in this case in this way I certainly think we can account also the numbers of people in the hundreds of thousands that had alien abductions as as a cause for their for their DID, so far I don't think researchers has looked into into this in this part about the cause of DID, about the alien abductions, but that certainly is also a part of it, especially when you're dealing with the, the Draconians and, and yeah, the lackeys, like some of the gray species that treating people like are my friends <coughs> but yeah if you hear some of the stories and I have seen it myself uh, in my own abductions I had several dealings with some of the more they operated more with empathy if that is the right word than in comparison to to the Dracos <coughs> so I have seen so the ones who are more em- empathetic as I have noticed as well, the, the very negative ones, because people always talk, "Oh, yeah, all the abductions they are all uh, by by demons." Uh, but unfortunate for people, God has populated this universe with quite some species. We're certainly not the only one. Uh, I think, as Daniel last week pointed out, that was, that the heavens, the heavens, yeah, the universe or the omniverse is quite populated with species out there. I think you have... Um... Well,
0: here's the here's the thing. And, and, and we're going to um, be talking a little bit more about this. You know, there's just this passage, guys, in Colossians 1 that you know, I think is very important for us to kind of grapple with. And it says in verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him, Jesus Christ, all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And so, what, what that's saying is that God has a reconciliation agenda for the entire heavens, not just earth. It, it God's redemptive agenda in Christ is, is anchored to Earth. It's established in the Earth, but it is for a reconciling agenda throughout all the heavens. Now, what is the full extent of what that means, and where do all the you know eyes get dotted, and all the Ts get crossed, and what's a demon, and what's a hybrid, and what you know? I, I, we don't have all the answers yet. At least I don't. But um, I'll tell you, it's a little bit more complicated than I thought, <laughs> and, and and all this point. Robert, you know, you brought up a couple of species that people have dealt with, including yourself. Greys, Draco, Reptilians, these kinds of things. Now, a few weeks ago, I did a podcast called Freedom from Non-Human Bloodlines, where I was explaining to people the, the problem of having genetic markers, code, and blood that is tainted by uh, other... Groups or species and how that works as a backdoor so that people continually suffer attack or are remaining accessible for abduction experiences and and, and so on and so forth. Now, one of the most radical groups that I never expected to encounter when I began to help people get free of this stuff was the elven bloodline. Elves. I mean, elves like... Lord of the Rings elves and 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 we were getting breakthroughs yet I had very little substantial memory or r- accounts from anyone for a while uh r- regarding what the Elven race actually was or if it was even a real thing or you know I, I mean i I'm just like my head spinning all the time I, I don't know what we're doing Robert. Can you tell us what you know about this specific group?
1: All right, okay. I know that when people think about elves, they probably think about the the little helpers of Santa uh, somewhere on the North Pole or wherever he resides. Or as in, you said, we're talking Lord of the Ring series. Um, although Lord of the Ring series in how elves looks is much closer than I, than I have seen with my own eyes than the description that probably a majority of people knows as the little helpers uh, with santa but the, i think connected with the elves is probably cross dimensions on on the earth so uh, they they do come here on this physical dimension but i believe that their origin or one of their origin is probably the inner earth if you have heard about that realm mm. And one of the descriptions, yeah, uh, one of the descriptions that I have witnessed from the 70s onwards is uh, that they were, the, the ones that I have witnessed so well in the US, in Scotland and in Norway uh, throughout my life, <coughs> a certain, certain time of my life, is that they looked about between seven and a half feet to nine feet tall. They were slender. They were, were about light clothing, and ropes, and they had pointy ears upwards, and they had very white hair. But one of the things that I saw how they also moved, uh, or disappeared is that they took a ball, what looked like a metallic object that they took in their in their hands, as I saw in a few occasions, and they they put their hand up and started to float in the air became bigger and it became kind of kind of a portal type of thing because at one point I saw them stepping into it uh, and they disappeared so yeah I take whatever this ball was but looked like metallic and uh, it was a type of uh, a portal or, so, or, so, or something like that but also they operate as I noticed on, in a way as what we call telepathy Mind uh, to mind, and at least that is what uh, that is how I perceive them, and how I could hear them, or also how they spoke to me. Um, I have seen them on, uh, as I said, in occasions uh, in my childhood in the north, a uh, northeastern part of the U.S., as Vermont, Connecticut, and especially wooded areas. I saw them in Scotland, in wooded areas, and also in in the forests in, in Norway. But I also have other experiences that was in Mexico and in Nigeria, and again with elves, what seem slightly a different species. For one, they are smaller. They are probably seven foot, maybe seven max, seven and a half feet max. But also their ha- hair color was, uh, in one case, it was completely black with a bluish t- tint and on another occasion that wasn't in Nigeria it was black with a greenish tints and also there in the way how they were dressed was also different besides that they were smaller and, and dark and also darker in, in hair they, they their skin color was slightly the one that I saw on the northern hemisphere they had almost like a whitish skin very white, pale white, while the ones that I saw in Mexico near the border to to the Pacific, and in Nigeria, they had more of a darker skin, like <clears throat> someone that lives in the in let's say in Spain or Italy around that in that areas. So they were not black, but their skin was darker than than the Caucasian. And as I said they were they were smaller but I also felt more the energy of them as I could sense were darker hmm. and we talked about it I think a, a couple of weeks ago in in our counseling session I already pointed it out or Lauren our protective altar if you recall yes and that's why
0: we're I mean i was blown <laughs> away I'm like Really?
1: <laughs> now you have to remember that people have to remember that the creator of Lord of the Rings, especially the books, Tolkien, he was a 33rd degree Freemason, and in part that is why he had privy to all the, the knowledge about the the inner earth and the races over uh, the races over there, etc. And that is why he could write about it.
0: You know, and I think a lot of people have wondered that, scratched their heads about that. There, There is just such a, a draw to this kind of thing. And, and, and it seems like it goes deeper than just someone's own personal fantasy world. Uh, <laughs>
1: and of course now, we are saturated with everything else in computer games, in movies. I think the latest movie, if people want to see about elves, is I think the movie that came out last year with Will Smith called Bright, if I'm correct in name. And in there you already see the various races from the inner earth who fighting, but then they, and it's about, I think, an alternate reality from ours in which the elves lives above world, I think in the movie it is the elves that lives in Beverly Hills and they are the Ritz and you yeah, had another race, I think the orcs or whatever they were called and yeah, uh, they were a lower species. But in that already you see the the world the, and the fights that are going on behind, behind the scene and under the earth and that, that we're going to see in the near future flare up more in, into our own reality.
0: So... On this note, there have been a a whole series of interviews we've done, and and then we did a number of them on another podcast, which was wonderful. And uh, uh, while we've touched on it, I don't believe to this point, at least on this podcast, we have allowed you to fully disclose What you have experienced and seen in respect to the underwater kingdom, underwater bases and the odd creatures and things that exist in that realm. And so moving on from elves, just if you can, tell me about the experiences that you've had in the underwater realm.
1: All right. Okay. Again, I have to go back to Africa because uh, some of the entry points that I was used, that that we used, or that I was brought to, was Nigeria and Ghana, and there was a couple of another country, more of North if I'm correct, Sierra Leone, if I'm correct, could be different naming, and also another point on the on, on the U.S. side was uh, uh, Bahamas. Uh, on the Bahamas, an island called Long Island, out of all names. Uh, And again, Long Island is also, now yeah, we got in on the Long Island in the US, of course, the Montauk Project, but you had on that particular island an entry point, Uh, besides you had also a cave that was used throughout the centuries for rituals, but you had also an entry point into the underworld kingdom, undersea kingdom. And i think you already mentioned it in uh, i think quite a couple of years ago about the uh, undersea kingdom if i'm correct uh about some of the shamans or medicine whatever you want to call them they are witches they are uh, wizards and and warlocks but of course in the non-christian population they call them i think shamans Mm -hmm. but they are witch doctors in, in the end but a lot of witch doctors, they ending up in the un, un, underworld kingdom. So I saw a lot of black people, uh, of course there from Africa. but I also saw people that came from the US and, and, and Europe. and but I also saw other type of creatures um, among them, especially when we entered in, in, through our you could say astral body and you go then into into the underworld kingdom. You entering in, into the gateways, and near the gateways, we we had witnessed like mer people. Uh, I, if I talk about mer people, I I will not say that all mer people are evil. Uh, I I believe that mer people, unfortunate like humans, they fell prey to Lucifer's con- conquest. Um, but I will come back later on on this connected with with something else uh, connected with a uh, project within the U.S. Uh, Naval Research Department. But uh, yeah, I saw more more people more people there. The ones that I saw there, yeah, they, they felt dark in the underworld uh, kingdom. I must say and. But you also saw all types of other creatures. And when, when you entered into, into the, on this land, under the sea, uh, and, and those cities, it's hard to describe uh, what you see, uh, especially in comparison to, to the cities that we have, and especially the robbers that we have in our cities. Over there, the, the, the streets looked almost like gold. I wonder if it was real gold, probably, yeah, fake gold, or or whatever, but what looked like the color. But I also saw laboratories there, in which, and it was, I am now coming back to the 70s, and onwards. So, I have seen there, they were working on, on things, what, what we got now later, decades later, within, uh, in, within our society, as you uh, described from, also another, I'm not sure a Survivor, but I think you read uh, uh, excerpts from a book, I think, in that yes. show. Yes. And yes. some of the things that you described in that book, I saw that with my own eyes. And Satan operates, and his minions operate, at least from this big kingdom under the Atlantic Ocean. That is one of them. And this one spans from the coast, before the coast from Africa, up till the Bahamas, and then to South America and on back. So you could say where maybe Atlantis was in the past. It makes me wonder if maybe what we now see as the undersea kingdom, if that was not also the continent of Atlantis. Hmm. Because I get a feeling the area because we, we talk about it's quite a big area. If you take from let's say the coast yeah where Nigeria and Ghana is and you go upward then to the Bahamas it's certainly a couple of thousand miles if you take the chart if you if you take the chart and then it isn't in a triangular form so because there are different entry points in which people can come in uh, I took I went in from on um, two occasions from point uh, from Long Island on the Bahamas, and on a number of occasions was before the coast of Ghana as well and Nigeria and uh, it's as I said before, you not only see black people because I saw there yeah, adults and kids from all colors and and all the races that we have. You, you could say all the races were certainly represented there. And also uh, then uh, you saw hybrids because they crossbreeded children with all kinds of other animals, but, uh, uh, what we probably can call in the realms of chimeras. Uh, it's in some way, when I was there, it was as if it was also a test garden in a way with uh, some of the experiments I saw. As if we were back in in the time of uh, the Titans, in um, ancient Greek, when we had Minotaur and that type of creatures. The type of crossbreeds that they also were working on.
0: And do you remember what your job would be? Or... Maybe on one of the occasions you went there, what?
1: No, was brought me one one of the reasons. Uh, one of the functions that I was created for uh, and programmed for was to become on the highest levels within the Satanic uh, Order to become, uh, among other things, as a high priest for a select group of people, like queens, kings. Uh, and etc, presidents, prime ministers and, and things like that. So and from that from the, from this I know that I certainly have met another survivor who is known as Arizona Wilder. Apparently she has now said that everything she said was a lie and it was fantasy. Yeah that's the enemy making her say again because she unfortunately fell prey from 2008 or 2009 back in enemy's hands. But, so, I certainly have memories of of this person, and she was at the same rituals that that I was, and we did, and performed the same type of rituals. And we have seen the same same people. So, part of my functioning was that I was, or part of me was trained to become a high priest. So, and the satanic order, the higher echelon within Satan's uh, um, army, especially of wizards and things operate from the undersea kingdom uh if i'm correct in the bible it also is stated i think when satan will rise again his armies come from the sea under the sea if i'm correct
0: well it's uh in the book of revelation chapter 13 the beast rises from the sea and uh I can only surmise that that means there is a massive... I mean, some theologians have tried to say, oh, well, that just means that the Antichrist comes out of a group of people. (laughs) A a sea of men. I think there's more to it than that, especially in light of testimonies like yours.
1: Now, remember that sea... So far, I think, in discoveries, what we have made in the oceans is probably, we have only maybe explored 5% of all the oceans out there. Uh, we we have explored more outer space than, than we have explored the Earth itself. And and also at the poles, where uh, Admiral Byrd, according to some, were fl- flown in, into the inner Earth. but. So, we know more about outer space, in, in a sense, than we know about our own Earth, and what is even, ha- what's happening in our own oceans, and so, uh, and also, we, we don't, we probably don't even know exactly how deep our oceans are, let alone what swings there, or even with all the, maybe even alien bases, now yeah, of course, Satan got his a kingdom there, uh, so, if it comes to to the oceans we know <coughs> hardly anything about it we know maybe as i said maybe 5% what is explored and uh, so that is hardly almost nothing in comparison mm. to what we have ex- uh, what we have explored in the universe out there and or what we know about the universe so yes there's a, a lot of things in the oceans that we know hardly anything about and uh, so yeah, I think the Bible uh, is certainly right in the sense that or the book of Revelation as you point out, in my opinion that 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 Satan when he comes up and the and the beast and it's a bit the ten crowns and things like that, the beast with the ten crowns. yeah, that will come from the undersea kingdom and where Satan is preparing is uh, his takeover of the rest of the world and over there he is uh, now working with his armies of demons uh, the black eyed children are part of it because I also saw a lot of children demonized taken over by demons and those children had completely uh, life they were completely devoid with life and they had black eyes and and later, we had, of course, in the late 90s, early 2000s, of course, the, the stories about people seeing children with black eyes and things like that, or people had uh, knocking on their door, children and children asking, uh, please, can we come in? People, if you're listening and you still can kind of have, let's say, knock on the door with, it's always two children, or a child and an adult, and they're asking, when it, and especially when they got black eyes and they ask to come in refuse because at the moment that you let them in they literally you give them you grant them access to you and to your household to do whatever they want and same when they're knocking on your window on your screen of your car when you're driving or, or waiting by a stoplight because we had also a lot of people with stories that had the same when they were waiting on the road for a stoplight and those children were knocking on their windows to to ask to come in and it is still a phenomenon that is still going on but the origin or part of the origin goes again back to the undersea kingdom. Uh what I have seen from the nineteen seventies onwards.
0: My goodness. And Merfolk you've seen those not only in the Undersea Kingdom but also in other realms as well
1: not only other realms also our own government uh, did naval they did experiments with sonic weapons and other type of weapons and the naval research department has been responsible since the 1970s for the massive beatings of whales and dolphins as part of weapon experiments and w- when they did those experiments, they send their agents out in, in the countries where they do the experiments and when those massive beatings going on, and this is still going on, until their surprise, as I have read in a, in a report, is that they found at one point in the 80s uh, what could, uh, beings would look on, on on the opposite upper half like human, but with a fish tail. So we go to the ancient Murfolks described by uh, sailors throughout the uh, centuries and on a few occasions they captured a live one that was still alive in between all the beatings of whales and dolphins going on and the report that I had read or parts of it said or mentioned that they had in total captured over nine of those merfolks alive it didn't say if they had died on one point. And most likely they have died because our government and their agencies, and in, in particular the Naval Research the Development Department, is not one of the most friendly uh, units within our armed forces. They are the most demonic ones that I have seen. They have no regard for human life at all. When also What I also have seen, when whistleblowers disappear, and they are being recaptured they most likely ending up in captivity under the re- naval research development department for experimentation and also with hybridization programs as well so when you hear about whistleblowers has disappeared uh, in most cases they will ending up under the under the under the naval uh, research development department and now the experiments that makes, com- makes uh, Joseph Mengele even uh, pale in comparison. The, the type of people that work there. But, so so yeah, the government knew about Mer- Merfolk, uh, of course, and as I said, they had captured at least the last, when I uh, had to read part of it, it was around 2011, and the last that was mentioned... At least alive was 2008. That I had, had had some of them in captivity throughout certain parts in the U.S. And one of the bases mentioned was, I think, either South or North Carolina. Uh, if if I'm correct, there has also been um, on YouTube a documentary, I think, about scientists uh, from the. N O A A, uh, yeah, from the north. Uh, what is yeah, from one government agency connected uh, with certain research connected with the oceans, mm-hmm. and I think they also have witnessed uh, the naval hosp- uh, naval uh, personnel with uh, be- beatings of whales, and they thought they couldn't fathom why those people were there, and uh, and they found out apparently. I think there is a whistleblower speaking out in that documentary who has po- who has possibly witnessed one of those merfolk in captivity. I'm not sure if you have seen this documentary. It's I, from- I did
0: see. Yes. I did see a documentary about mermaids a while back. Um so that sounds familiar. I don't remember all the details that were in that particular documentary but it was certainly fascinating. And to add uh, Oh, go, go ahead, finish your thought. Yeah,
1: so our government certainly knows more about about that subject. Of course, they don't want people to know, uh, because if people would start to realize, wait a minute, merfolks or mermen or mer... Uh, yeah, yeah, the mermaids are real. That also will make people think as well, and, and maybe even wake up people, that there are more than only us as benign intelligent species on the, on this earth. Of course, the dolphin and whales got a higher brain functioning than we have because they are, you could say, multidimensional in, in certain ways. But they, of course, are not a threat to us because they don't have the ability to create societies as we do because they don't have hands and feet. So they are, in that way, not, not a threat. But... Yeah, so the government knows on this level much more than they uh, than they let us know. And they will do anything and go to any length. And the classification, top secret classification of, of the Merv people is just as high as the alien classifications of E.T. Hmm. 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 If not maybe even higher. And one thing I,
0: I want to just throw in the pot before we move on from this Conversation piece is the phenomena of beginning to run into mermaid parts in survivors, which I'm just going to put out there uh, because if I run into it, someone else will, and this is going to be someone else's breakthrough and deliverance. And so I don't know how this all works, but we have found mermaid parts, and many times they're ethereal. If person's able to connect with them, Um, they're out of body they contain a portion of the person's humanity and other stuff they often operate autonomously from the physical body, so they're not inside of the person but there's a ability to connect to these things that are floating around and often floating around in the underwater kingdom and these quote-unquote mermaid parts that Contain a chunk of the person's soul or soul fragment have the capacity to be physically manifested in their own body. At times, it seems in the realm of the sea. So while there may be, I don't know, naturally occurring mermaids, if that's even a a real thing, there's this other part. ...of the conversation, and I don't know how it all lines up, but we have gotten people's fragments delivered from constructs appearing as merfolk in the spirit, which claim to have the capacity to shift out of the spirit dimension and into the physical dimension at times in regions under the sea. And so when we get the human fragments back, we get them cleansed, redeemed, bring them to the feet of Jesus... And sometimes we can take that part and even integrate it right away into the core. Other times it needs its own healing journey inside of the person. There are many, many survivors that are interfaced with the underwater kingdoms. And I believe it is for no other reason than for the fact that the underwater kingdoms carry a major, major role in the satanic agendas for this age. So, I just wanted to throw that into the pot. Did you have any final thoughts? Because I want to uh, ask you about something yes, else.
1: As yeah, I said, uh, on many occasions, not only when I was brought to the underworld, underworld kingdom, I saw them, but also when I went just out, actually out of my body, and I always lived near oceans and seas, and I was always able to see, see merfolk uh, in certain parts of the world. So they are certainly there, and uh, they are, I think they are just slightly out of our physical dimension. But if you go in the astral, people will be surprised what they see. And I think with the merfolk, that probably they go even back to Atlantis and probably all, also Lemuria. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised that they even may be connected to what we call maybe the, the extraterrestrial question. At, at, at a certain point. But again, I do I do believe that they probably go back yeah, to the times of, of Atlantis uh, on, on one of the timelines.
0: So, underwater bases and merfolk, check. I want to talk to you about antimatter, Robert, and there's a reason yeah. why because right now there is a team of angels searching out missing pieces of your spirit in an antimatter universe now yeah, folks i folks, know <laughs> i know this sounds weird but hey that's why you're listening let's be real okay so the story begins that we found and, and, and here's the, the the basis for this whole conversation. Psalm 51.17 For the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, these the Lord will not despise. The word broken in Psalm 51.17 is the word shabar, which means to break or shatter in pieces. And early in our work, there was a revelation that God gave us that helped me to find
1: 14 pieces. It was 14. It started with the 14 that you saw before Point Montauk. Yes. And then later out, there were still 10 plus more out there. And in in total, I think we came on around 28, I think, or somewhere around that number. There are still a few pieces missing. And I must say, from all the people, I was the most flabbergasted. Because I always thought that that, that, that I lived with my whole spirit. So, yeah, when Daniel told me, oh, I, he saw 14 pieces before in an, in a certain layout before Pont, Pont Montauk, I thought, yeah, right. And then he asked for God's angels to be sent and to collect them. And those angels later confirmed to me after the counseling later, uh, yes, that those pieces were brought to the heavily to be worked on for healing and those pieces as we found out were used for powering up part of the time travel par- uh, project within the Montauk pr- uh, project. The Montauk is a hub of various projects all rolled into into one major project but they used apparently yeah, my 14 parts uh, in order to power up that uh, that part of the Montauk project that I also was used in later on. And so, yeah, I was certainly flabbergasted, uh, as I remember when you told me, oh, yeah, uh, God gave you the vision about those 14 parts, because I always thought that I always lived on my whole spirit. And you're not the only
0: one, Robert. You know, many Christians, well, if I get my hands on them, realize that they are not operating with their spirit at all and completely living life out of the soul for various reasons, most not as severe as your situation. Uh, But this is absolutely real. And, and, And here's where things got very, very odd. We got the 14 parts delivered, and that was a, a really big day for us, a really big breakthrough. And angels began to go out and find other pieces of Robert's spirit that had been taken to different areas the heavens and cosmos. And And then it got even stranger than that when they couldn't find them all. They had to begin drifting over into what they essentially told us was an Anti-matter universe. Now, before we go any further, I'm just going to explain this this way. When you have zero and you create one and you go from one to zero, zero is the balance. So in order to create one, the basic logic flows that you also have to simultaneously produce negative one. If you create two, you will have to simultaneously produce negative two so that the balance is always zero. And so for everything that is created th- there is an idea that there is an anti component or antimatter version of all that exists. Now, is that exactly the way it works? I'm not sure. However, these angels <laughs> began to scour an antimatter universe and we even got a peek one day during one of our sessions where we visited a planet in this realm so if you don't mind Robert can I can I have your permission to just share a few of my notes from yeah. the day that we did some work in the yes. antimatter universe yes so yeah my permission here's what was going on this was actually in 2016 this was in 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 so this is a few years ago so we're both kind yes. of stretching our memories to what even happened and we were on a journey to find Robert's spirit and all of his pieces and uh, it wasn't very it was just like the week before that we had the angels find uh, Robert's brain hooked to a large holographic computer in the, the Rigel system um, it, so that was whole wild adventure now in this particular week we went through and, and, and I was sitting on my end of, an, of of the computer you know over here in the US going through the coaching and Robert is telling me everything that he is seeing in the spirit as stuff is happening and I'm just taking notes and writing it down so he told me he sees Travel at light speed through a number of tunnels. And then he ends up in this place where he said the constellations looked completely different. And all that, yes. there were 250 angels with him, and they approached some kind of galaxy. Uh, the angels were all 18 to 24 feet tall, and they drew close to this orb. And. Uh, they they ended up going to this planet which happened to be planet number six in a particular solar system which had a golden glow and was apparently about twice the size of Earth from Robert's perspective. And there were land masses and a type of liquid on that planet that was like water but not water and it was protected by some kind of frequency so we had to use a key to unlock the planet, and then when they went in with the angels, uh, Robert described an orangey dense atmosphere, and Jesus was with us by that point in time, and so he said, everyone's going to the core of the planet, all of the angels, Robert, and of course, I'm over here, just taking notes they went into through that orangey atmosphere and into the ocean which robert described to me as a substance that felt syrupy and dark and jesus told us that the planet was created by him but the creatures on the planet that robert encountered were not of him i remember at during the the session there was even one point where robert kinda jumped he was like oh my gosh <laughs> and i was like wait hey, what happened and and he was in the spirit seeing this massive thing floating through the water some kind of creature i don't know so they get to the seabed and enter the large tunnel and the the planet begins to be invaded by the angels and they wound up working their way towards the core uh, it, and and there were inscriptions inside once they accessed the uh, internal components of the planet it was just a very very fascinating session and at this point Robert I mean if there's anything that you are now you know being prompted and-
1: uh, some of the things that we have encountered uh, during our counseling I remember when we started the counseling we had counseling sessions and I was then on the phone not on Skype, and we had counselling sessions that lasted seven hours. And <laughs> so, that is when we started out at, at times. And and a counselling session can be quite draining, I, I can tell you that, but this is some of the things that we encountered, and that Daniel probably also encountered with other survivors. I'm not sure in the same way, but you could say, I'm not sure if I would say this is a, a regular day for Daniel, <laughs> if we worked with survivors. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> no. But the reality, uh, yeah, re- uh, reality is certainly for survivors different than the reality for normal people out there, especially what they have done with us. And I'm not totally talking about myself, but with other survivors as well. And of course, one case is maybe slightly more complex than the other and slightly done in a different way. <clears throat> but, Again, as i as we started on my case, I have been for 49 years under active programming, and uh, we still taking down weekly the internal programming centers that are still active, or restarted and and things like that. So yeah, it is in uh, real-time uh, chess galactic cosmic interdimensional chess uh, match, if you want if you want to call it like that. But I, I do believe in the end, the victory will be ours, as Jesus Christ has also uh, promised us in his books. and it's, it's, and especially when you stay faithful and and we will and and this is what people also have to realize how how far this goes. It is not only that you are as a child being hooked up on a computer and you get a ele- uh, electroshock through your body. It is much more than, the, more, much more than that. Hmm. Or, or the physical trigger war, uh, warning for survivors, if you're going to be literally raped, as happens frequently with us as well, it is much more and much more complex than, than those things. But a lot of people may seem to think about survivors and the mechanism of, of Satan and, and their plans that we are hooked into.
0: So I have a final subject that I want to crack open today before we conclude this program. And that is the subject of CERN. Yes. What can you tell us about CERN? And what do you have to do with CERN?
1: We have been used many times in rituals connected with CERN in which they uh, do blood rituals to, I think it is the Hindu, or the Indian uh, goddess, or Shiva, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to peace Shiva, and then they do blood rituals, and it's also connected with the CERN project itself, with uh, the CERN project is, in essence, what they try to do is finding the key holes to the pit. That is their real That is their real agenda. In order to find the keyholes uh, and unlock unlock the pit where the fallen angels and whatever were placed in there, what will what the Illuminati wants to unleash. But they use a lot of a lot of kits I have seen throughout my years, and I have even been used up till recently, or parts of myself. It's not only me, but also parts of me as we told Daniel recently, but still has been used at rituals. And CERN, I wasn't brought to the CERN in Switzerland, but CERN got also worldwide centers. The Fermi Labs near Chicago and uh, Brookhaven Laboratories are one of the other centers in the US that are connected with CERN and they do the, the, the US parts within the CERN project because CERN isn't Global uh, project. People may think, concern only about the collider in Switzerland, but there are many smaller colliders that also operational around the planet, including in the U.S. And uh, but one of the one of the purposes is it's not about what they claim to be looking into the history of the universe. And try to unlock the secrets when the universe started, as they try to tell us in their propaganda material. But the real purpose is much darker in opening up the in in opening up the prison in which uh, God has uh, thrown in the fallen angels and all the other beasts and whatever is whatever is over there. And I think some of the type of beasts that we can find. Is what we may have seen already in some of the sci-fi. I'm not sure. Have you are you familiar with Cloverfield?
0: The movie? Well I've never seen it, but you have told me about it a few times.
1: There's now a new movie out, but people should see Cloverfield Paradox. And that explains you could say the first movie. There are three now out of things. Ten Lane Cloverfield number two cloverfield and from 2008 and then the cloverfield paradox but the paradox uh that goes before the first uh before the first uh movie and that is uh, in the first movie see how then we see that beast coming out of the sea and entering on on the land but that type of animals or creatures uh, and things are been that, that that are been thrown into the pit and that is what the illuminati will try to unleash uh, in order for opening for satan's uh, army and and all the chaos that they want to create and as i said they are now looking diligently for the keys for the keyholes and that is a big part of the whole CERN projects the interdimensional keyholes and I think CERN scientists already have said when they were doing their experiments, they already saw a lot of paranormal phenomena going on. They suddenly had ghost activity going on in and around the facility, and also the villages around the CERN complex in Switzerland had also witnessed suddenly a lot of ghost activity. So, yeah, they are meddling with forces and not realizing that when they open up whatever they're looking for, this Pandora box cannot be uh, unfortunately closed and uh, so yeah we, we are da- we are playing with dangerous matches if, if you like and the rituals are part of it uh, in order to uh, not anchoring also the project and when the project itself runs but also it's connected with the various pri- powers and principalities because in the end when we talk about Shiva, and you can probably tell more, she is a power and principality. And one of the many ancient gods, we call them gods from the ancient world, but in reality we talk about powers and principalities, not working for, for Satan. We dealt in one of our counseling, together with uh, our half-sister, uh, with fault, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of trouble with that. And uh, he also has done Connected with Time and, and Montauk and things like that. I think this is mentioned, if I'm correct, in our two parts that I did with Elena about Montauk. So if people want to know about that again, they can listen to that part if that is still online. Of
0: course it is.
1: But the thing is that what we call the gods of the ancient worlds... In reality, what we are talking about is the dark powers and principalities that works on the, on the Satan. I know that non-Christians don't believe in Satan. Strangely enough, they do believe in Lucifer, but they don't believe in Satan. Well, Lucifer and Satan is still one and the same. But yeah, that shows how how, yeah, how their thinking is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, with, uh, when we were brought to CERN, and and the rituals. We saw a lot of other people that partake in rituals. We saw uh, members of the Rothschilds there. We have seen members of the the Windsor family at certain occasions. In one occasion, we saw certain members of American con- Congress and senators uh, over there uh, during over the over the years. Um, but again, but CERN, it is a worldwide. Uh, project. Um, now, can
0: you tell people how they get you from yeah. the UK to CERN? Yeah. Because that in,
1: in the notifications I was picked up. Uh, I got a feeling that either I got etheric implants in my etheric body, or they or somehow some of the darker alters got also implants and proved them that they can find us. Because, as I said, to come back on, on the start, when we started, people seem to think when you come to Christ and you surrender to Christ, then it's over. No, no way. Certainly not in our case. And they're still picking us up. One of the ways how they're picking, us, picking up is like, but look for the, out, for the outsider, like could be like a UFO abduction. Because they're hovering in a triangular, in our case, in a triangular black UFO, Type of craft. And when we talk about those black triangular crafts, we talk about Illuminati uh, vehicles, anti-gravity vehicles, UFO, uh, triangular UFOs. and, and, and they can now, yeah, they can bend time and space and, and through this they pick you up and within a second or few seconds you could be on a different location wherever they need you and it is like what you see in Star Trek how you are beamed up because it feels like an energy comes over us we are sucked in with this energy into the air in this case through the ceiling and things like that and uh, and you are then brought on board and the same as when they bring to a location you are in a similar way brought to the location where they want to uh, so they only have to hoover above a certain area where you got a very deep underground base and through the same mechanism they can beam you in that base without going themselves in the technology is wow i'm sure in how many years or decades or even hundreds of years their technology is more advanced than what the standard military has or or, or normal science, but in the way how they operate, or uh, is, is at least decades, if not maybe even centuries, uh, ahead on what what we can do in normal uh, in our normal everyday uh, world. In my case, and. Also, in the Montauk, they already started to use things like uh, these portals, they only needed to have your longitude and latitude, the exact location where you are. But then if they had also implanted you already, they have to home in on your implant frequency. And then they could create a portal in, in your room. And that is how I also was brought to the Montauk from the late 19 or after 1975 onwards. And so this, this is going back to the 70s, in my case with Montauk. Initially in the Montauk, they picked you up with the UFO, with the so-called alien, uh, who was used. Now, yeah, they used it as a cover, of course, because people will say, oh, aliens, oh, yeah, you must be wacko because aliens don't exist. So that's a very convenient cover. But later on, yeah, they used the portal technologies so they could portal in, into your let's say your uh, bedroom they can take you and they can place you back in the even at the exact time that they take you or even seconds before so for everyone around you it looks as you have never been away mm-hmm. well Robert I and think a small, small portion but mm-hmm. I know and just uh, much more to, to everything over some of the subjects. I could even go in much more depth and, and could fill up probably more shows. But it was a, a great honor again uh, to be back. And we have, yeah, done quite a couple of, yeah, subjects that will <laughs> make the uh, the mouth drop off people on the floor about some of the subjects that we have discussed in here and I hope that people learn from this and open up their minds to it. And also pray to God and ask God for confirmation if this is all true. And for other survivors out there who are listening to this, and you have not found a counselor yet, I I want to say there is hope for all the survivors out there. If you want to get saved from all of this and from your bondage, from Lucifer, Satan, and the dark forces... Uh, go to the Bride Ministry uh, website, uh, there's a tab there for counselling and you can sign in on Bride Ministry and there are also other ministries out there as well that can give counselling services. Uh, there is hope for survivors out there uh, through the counselling uh, that Daniel is doing and, and the likes of us, Daniel. So, for survivors, go out there. And seek help, and, and you will be saved and get healed. The healing may take a while, but it, the journey is is worth it.
0: Well, thank you so much for that, Robert. And um, I just so appreciate you having the boldness and the courage to continue to tell your story, to continue the healing journey. And it's not easy. It's, it's tough. So, it is hard and folks I'm telling you you have no idea what Robert and all of his parts that are working together to you know bring him through week after week and and to continue on this healing journey go through it's just profound yet he keeps showing up and uh, I'm just so so proud of him I mean knowing what I know about the struggles and the challenges that come against him, and and, and yet uh, the fact that he will not quit. And so, you know, Robert, I just respect and honor that. I honor you. And folks, it, just a little um, addendum on Bride Ministries. You can find us at bridemovement.com. And yes, we do offer solutions for survivors. We, we offer scholarships to work with coaches. Um and and these are people that know how to help survivors of satanic ritual abuse and government sponsored mind control agendas. Um we do take some of the donations we're able to raise and, and apply that to the healing journeys of survivors. We also offer prayer resources at bridemovement.com which are free. They are available to everyone around the world and they are the prayer resources that I'm using with people like Robert to get them set free. And also, of course, there is our book, Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, which is the collection of a lot of the prayer resources that are on our website, all packaged into one tidy location. And uh, you can pick that up anytime. So, folks, I just want to say, with that, we are done for this week. Robert will be back at some point in the future to continue the dialogue about the depths of the illuminati you've been listening to discovering the truth with dan deval until next time god bless and god speak. amen you've been listening to discovering the truth with dan deval if you would like to connect with us at bride ministries Or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www.bridemovement.com.